Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Savvy Millennial Podcast, a community dedicated to ambitious and successful millennials. And today with us, we have Jordan Jill. She's an operations consultant and founder of System Saved Me. She helps overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. Her jam is creating a cohesive operating system for managing your files, tasks, and inbox. She's been on multiple podcasts sharing her love of replacing monthly retainers with one-day virtual intensives, or what she calls them, VAP days. I bet you want to find out how to only work four days a month while still making six figures a year. And well, we've got you covered. We break it down all in this episode. So stay on and welcome Jordan. Well, it's a pleasure to have you, Jordan. Thank you for joining us today. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. And I just love getting to talk all things systems, automations, integrations, all the Asians. So let's, let's get into it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, I guess to start off, why don't you tell our listeners uh, more about you, your background, and how did you end up being an expert in all the systems? Yeah. So I started my business back in 2016. Funny to even say like back in 2016, because I remember that being like not that long ago, but it feels like we're like coming up on five years and I'm like, well, okay, that was, <laughs> that was significant. So I started my business then doing monthly retainers for folks in the systems operation space. But before that, I actually had worked for two years for Melanie Duncan, who was a big wig in the space. And I was her head of content originally, which is basically like the songwriter to her Beyonce, if that makes sense. So she created courses. I would write the content for her and collaborate with her on the research, all of that to create the courses. And then she recognized, she was the first person to point out that I was very process oriented. And I just thought everybody, you know, everybody loves systems. Like, don't they? <laughs> She's like, no. I was then kind of like, not mentored, but she was like, okay, let's like have you go around and create processes for the different areas of my business. And I was like, that sounds dope. And I'd never done it before. I'd start working with her at like 23, 24. Um, so I was just naive and just like saying yes to everything. Um, but that's how you learn, right? And so then again, I got like a nudge um, in my stomach and was just like, I feel like it's time to go. Um, even though there was no reason to go, I had no business. I had no personal Instagram, like no reasons to like go off and be great with business. But when you get that nudge or you get that voice or you get, again, it could be a God thing, could be a universe thing. And I just follow it. I obey it. So I gave six weeks notice. And within those six weeks, I was able to secure $12,000 in monthly retainers, um, which was kind of nutso. So that was how I started my business. And it felt really great because I'm making good money. Like everything is fine. And about five months in, I realized I hated my business. And that sucked because it's like, I'm in charge here. And why do I hate this so much? I was working for a lot of big names in the industry and they all had these six figure launches. And it's one thing to be a part of one six figure launch. It's another to be in like three out of my four clients, like six figure launching at the same time. So that's when I said, this is not going to work out. Um, so I let go of two clients right after that and kept two and decided I'm going to be on this venture to figure out what is next. And so I learned about VIP days through a sales coach I had. So I started doing one day where I would create and integrate an actual client management system for seasonal business owners. So like wedding planners, financial tax people, like tutoring companies. And I've been doing that for 
going on four years. Um, so basically once I ended the, <laughs> the monthly retainers, I was like, I'm all VIP days and that's been 80% of my revenue for the past few years. So that's like me and my business in a nutshell. <laughs> That is crazy. Okay. So many questions. First of all, thanks for sharing. Uh, Second of all, it's crazy how you decided to just, you know, have a gut feeling that you got to go on your own and Mm -hmm. without, I guess, any kind of business set up, you just took yourself in within six weeks. Now, how did you get your first clients that brought you that $12,000 in retainers? Like, did you... Did you knock on some doors? Did you go (laughs) online? Did you pick up a phone? What did you do? So for me, during my two years of working, I would go to events, conferences, stuff like that, just to meet people. Um, And I would actually be like a volunteer. So I would just email the people and be like, hey, do you want me to volunteer for your event? I'd love to come and help out. And they'd be like, yeah, sure. So uh, I wouldn't say a lot of events, but quite a few where I just got to meet people. And because I had a job, I wasn't asking for anything. I just was like, there to solely just meet and network people. And so then when I was leaving, I was like, well, I feel like I've met some really dope people at these events. And I feel like they probably know my target client. So why don't I just like ask them if they know of anybody? And we like have such a fear around asking people. (laughs) It's just funny to me now. But back then I was like freaking out about it. And people are like, yeah, like I know two people here. Like I'm going to do an intro email or yeah, like I know one person. And so I got my first four clients through just connections and network because of how high I was pricing things. I didn't need a bajillion clients. I only needed four to like technically fill up my roster. But that was also like, I'm giving each client like 40 hours a month. And so that's my whole week um, was stacked with client work. So it, it got a little bit crazy, especially during launch time, because then that, that month was just like overage on hours, like crazy that I wasn't prepared for it. So that's really how I started was just asking people that knew me and knew that I was legit in, in some capacities. And so, yeah, that's how I got, got my first clients. I'm so glad you mentioned that because a lot of people have this misconception that, you know, you can't reach out to someone. What are they going to think? What are they going to say? Yep. And to be honest, everybody wants to be someone's hero. Everybody totally. wants to to introduce someone and to really spread good. I think majority of people are more good than bad. So yep. <laughs> you just have to get out there. Now, in terms of the clients that, you, you know, it was a warm, cold call, so to speak, yep. but what did you, did you provide them? Did you provide them with a proposal with a certain strategy? Did you tailor it from client to client or did you kind of give them a package and say, Hey, this is what I can do for you. And this is how much it'll cost. It was semi custom because like one client had a membership scenario and then another client had like a group coaching program and whatnot. So their needs differed a little bit as far as just like the systems and support they needed. One client actually like did his webinars for him, which was kind of random, but like I was the base and and whatnot. But it was definitely more tailored and custom to each client, which again, looking back, I'm like, that was dumb, but you figure it out when it helps (laughs) you to start. And that's all that matters. Exactly. I like it. So in terms of uh, the stuff that the clients had before you joined, what did those, I mean, because you work with everyone who's a solo printer and it's interesting, yeah. but you literally help every person who has an online business, you can help them somehow. So mm-hmm. what did they have before you? And then what did you help them implement? 
Yeah. So for those clients in the beginning, they already had established businesses. Like they were seven figure business owners. And I tended to help them with just a lot of the gaps of what was being done manually. I would go in and fix and adjust their different systems in their business. So whether that was for their programs, for their memberships, for their email sequences, their webinar sequences, you know, I feel like businesses are getting simpler and simpler now um, because people are understanding that like the one thing is really great. Um, But back then people were doing like the most. Um, So there were so many systems to like play with and tinker with and whatnot. Um, And again, some clients I was doing some like more off the wall things like doing webinars for people. That was mainly how I started. And then why I shifted a bit more to solopreneurs as far as like my target audience once I was done with my monthly retainers was, you know, these people were very underserved with systems because people were always talking about sales, always talking about all these things, but then not talking about how to optimize their time to help benefit them in their sales calls or benefit them in their programs or their services And I was like, dude, if you're just like working nonstop and being burnt out, like you're not going to show up as a great service provider or coach or consultant. And so I really honed in on like solopreneur friendly systems that were easy to follow, that were easily maintained from an automation standpoint, but also from a like if they need to make a change in the system, it's not overwhelming. And so, yeah, that's, that's why, you know, I have the podcast that I have and I have my, a few small buy offers and whatnot. And my VIP days are kind of in between. They aren't seven figure business owners. They aren't um, solopreneurs. They're kind of in that middle range where they have some team members, but things just aren't gelling mainly because they didn't put processes in place to begin with. So yeah, I kind of served like the whole spectrum <laughs> throughout my business. So it's, it's been fun to see the different levels um, and how systems, they're always changing, always in evolution. And, you know, people like to say, set it and forget it. And some things you can set and forget. My VIP day system has not changed a single lick in the past four years that I've offered them. If you're changing offers or whatever else, then obviously then some changes have to happen. So it's fun to play around with the ranges of business types and revenue points. I like it. Okay. So I'm glad you mentioned the podcast because I was just going to get into it. You have your coaching practice, you have your courses, you have your Instagram that you maintain, your podcast. You are busy at all times. (laughs) What do you use in terms of systems to optimize your time to make sure that everything runs smoothly? And you know, when you have someone join, they're taken care of. I would say my first one was around content. So I looked at, okay, I've got content going out. I've got clients that need to be served um, in my program and in my VIP days. And like, those are kind of the main areas in which I play in. And so with having a twice a week podcast, having daily Instagram stuff going on, I knew that I was not going to be able to maintain that very well by myself. So I brought on a content manager as well as a graphic designer and video editor And it was very minimum at first for all three of them. Uh, But then it's evolved to now like it runs and like, I don't even think about it. The biggest change I made though, that like honestly anybody can do, whether you're a solopreneur or you have a team is batch your content. And batching really is creating time and space in your calendar to 
do that same task over and over and over again. So for example, most people spend their days like I write a blog post, blog post in the morning and then I get on a coaching call and then I, you know, write an email sequence and then I go on Instagram live and it's like your day is like so random. Um, instead of doing it like that, <laughs> you could create it where you have a certain day where you just do all your pre-recorded Instagram stories or a day that you do all of your podcast episodes or all of your coaching calls or what else. And so what my system now is that every six months, I actually pre-record all of my um, Instagram TV videos. So every six months, I spend one full day recording and that lasts me six months of content. And then for my podcast that goes out twice a week, I do three days every quarter that are with my guests and I record all 20 some episodes that we have to do um, for that quarter, every single quarter. And so that's how we stay ahead. So instead of, you know, scrambling every single month, every single week, content, you know, we are so far planned out that like we're able to like get really far ahead. We're usually at least a month ahead at any given time, which then it just allows us to focus on other things. And I'm not the bottleneck. I think it's technically 14 days a year that I actually spend doing videos and podcasts for my particular business, which feels super good to me because I like to spend more time serving my clients, serving my program clients more than like the content side of things. This is crazy because I don't <laughs> think anybody does it th this efficiently, especially yeah. for me as well. I'm listening to it being like, excuse me, how many, how many episodes do you record every quarter? So first of all, how do you manage to get all your guests during those three days? Is it difficult? Because I find that sometimes people have a schedule. You know, I've been batching it since the very beginning. Like literally, I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this unless I batch. I've had maybe under five reschedules. And I've again had however many situations. I think what happens is I meet enough people that they fill the slots um, fairly quickly because I'm just chatting with people in DMs. Or again, I used to go to events a lot. Now, usually if someone wants to reschedule, we just push them to the next batch session. So people just know like Jordan's not going to show up one off day for your like recording schedule. Like these are the days. If you're launching, if you're on vacation, then you'll just get added to when we open up slots for the next one. I mean, we have people who have had to do that one, two, three times um, and that's fine. It really comes down to what fits best for me. And if the guest really wants to be on, then they'll make themselves available for those days. And if not, then like also totally cool. And like, you don't have to be on the show. Like else. <laughs> this is, this is so awesome. I'm glad you mentioned that. So you uh, basically come back to them and say, Hey, those are the three days. And those are the times available. Pick your slot. Yep. Yes. That is so smart. I'm going to start doing it the same way because I totally. do not do this right now. <laughs> and clearly I am that person that you mentioned, you know, just trying to scramble by making sure that I they're know. all edited, all created. Okay. Yep. So this is figured out. Now, content creation, your Instagram posts, the reels, the stories, there's just so much to do. At which point do you hire a human to help? Where do you find them? How much should people pay for that human? Like, what's the rate? So originally, I was paying my content manager. She wasn't my first hire, but I kind of had different hires for operations stuff before then. Um, but then I kind of went back down to being a solopreneur. And then she was my first hire for this next phase, I guess, of my business. I wanted somebody good and I wanted somebody who was like, 
I don't have to babysit you. And so I was paying her $2,000 a month at the time for I think 15 hours a week, question mark. It's difficult because we've like up-leveled her um, tremendously since then. But I would say that you don't normally have to charge to like whatever, have that much um, a month to give somebody. But I wanted somebody that I did not have to like really train and whatnot. So you tend to, to pay more for that. So she was that. And then I hired a graphic designer who's $24 an hour and then a video editor who is now $12 an hour. And so I knew that I was going to pay this content manager to manage the graphic designer and the video editor. I had no conversations with the video editor and the graphic designer. I wanted it to be all her department and like she was in charge of running it. I ran with that team until April of this year. So I had them for about six to seven months and that was like my only team members and I was doing everything else. And I found it to be helpful because I'm not good with like prompts and coming up with the ideas. That's like, I know it's normal CEOs, but I like am an operations person. So I'm I'm much more focused on the process and like me showing up and being like, yeah, yeah. So my content manager is very much an ideas person. And I intentionally hired an ideas person because I knew that she was going to need to come up with the prompts for me. So now you know, for solo podcast episodes, if I need to do those or prompts for Instagram, like all of the captions, all the photos, all the images you're seeing are a hundred percent her. Um, and again, we have a process for this too. So every quarter we have a quarterly planning session just for content and she will say, okay, for Instagram, like, you know, we want to have these conversations. These are the holidays coming up. These are like the special dates of like your business anniversary, your birthday, like, whatever else is going on in the world. And then we'll create content around that area and I will do it via audio. So I'll sit there and she'll send me the list of prompts at the end of the content planning. And I'll sit there and just talk out like all the answers to the questions. And then she will go and get it transcribed. And then she will write the captions as me because she's basically taking my words and just regurgitating them through Instagram. And that's how I have like a more personalized type Instagram, but without me having to sit there and type out or like her pinging me and being like, Hey, throw me an image from this thing or do this, whatever. Like all of that stuff is done during our our content planning every quarter. And I like that you mentioned that because I know a lot of people that, you know, hire social media managers and then they go back and forth with them and then they basically get rid of them because it feels like every single time they have to tell them what to do every single time supply them with content and then the social media manager just ends up pressing the button and right. that doesn't work for a lot of people. So that's how mm-hmm. you get rid of them. Where do you find a good manager or what are you supposed to ask? What questions you're supposed to ask and what you're yeah. supposed to look for in that person? I got really lucky. Alice was um, referred to me. Um, I actually had a lot of referrals for that position. My top five candidates were all referrals. And it was really hard for me to choose, but Alice is great. So the questions that I asked were things like, okay, if I give you a 10 minute video, like how would you repurpose it? And I wouldn't tell them repurpose it on XYZ platforms. Like I just would see if their brain operates in the way of like, how can we repurpose things like over and over and over again? Cause that's really important. I need people who can maximize the content they're going to be given. That's a great question to ask. And then another one is if they're going to be managing people, then what I actually did was I was like, okay, say that I give you $100 to create 
what was it? Like a Facebook cover banner or something random. Um, and you have to go find somebody on Upwork to fulfill this. Like, I want you to actually go to Upwork and find somebody, send their link and tell me why you would choose this person. Give me the three reasons why you would choose this person to fulfill this project. So I know what their criteria is for success in the positions that will be under them. And then uh, the third one would be something around like, okay, like if we have, you know, I offer done in a day group coaching program, it's about X, Y, Z. And what would be three video topics that you would suggest be prompts in order to help me during a launch to have people join our program? So again, give them specifics to play around in projects, like look, call them mini projects, um, to play around with. So that way you can actually see them in action versus just saying like, how advanced are you at Instagram? Check mark. Like we don't really know. Right. <laughs> so those are some questions you can play around with, but a lot of us have them lurking in our audiences, but also I, I always ask around to my friends or people that know me well and be like, Hey, do you know of anybody and whatnot? Because I think obviously being able to have recommendations from people who know you know how you operate, it can help speed up the hiring process instead of people who are cold and don't know how you work. I've hired people who are cold onto my team. So it's not like a bad thing. It can help speed up the process if you're like looking for someone right away. Absolutely. And then for the, I guess, graphic designer, how much content do they create in an hour? Like, what are you expecting? Funny, Taylor, I found on a hashtag. (laughs) And I just really loved her work and was just like, hi, like, can I hire you? (laughs) In her DMs, she's like, who is this crazy lady? But she's great. And she's been with us for over a year. I mean, we, we pay her hourly, but I have more of an understanding of like projects. So like a logo shouldn't take her more than two hours max or to come up with like eight concepts. And she'll come up with like, she does like illustrations for us. And again, it ranges between like two to two and a half hours per illustration. So We've just kind of learned. I kind of gave her like, okay, after three months, we'll see if this is still working for us. And I just found that she's very efficient with her time. And now she's like got our like our stuff down pat. So she's even more efficient now than she was in the beginning. Because I think a lot of people will quit on people too early. And that's why I kind of give 90 day, I don't even know what you call them, but just like onboarding. Like a trial period. Yes, yeah. trial period. So that they're comfortable because I think, Again, they're concerned that they're going to get cut if they do one bad thing. And I want them to know, hey, it's a learning process. I'm going to try to explain graphic things to you and be like, make a thingy like this. And she'll be like, I don't know what's happening. But, you know, she starts to then learn my language of how I describe things or how I sketch things out. And she's like, okay, I get what she says. And there's so much value for people being long-term on your team because literally the content side of my business, there's zero part of my brain that is being used in the content realm. Like my job is just to show up on stories. That's literally my only job. Wait, what Um, you, you mean you don't search their hashtags and whatever Instagram (laughs) is coming up? Come on. I know that my team will be like, Hey, you need to create some reels for this or do whatever. Like, because during our last launch, Reels came out and I was like, are you joking me? And so we did some, a few things last minute, but like normally it's like, we know that, you know, we're going to get a lot of our stuff done ahead of time. And my team actually operates best. They are like speed demons. They get through stuff so fast because they have this whole trove of videos or audios that they can just go through and start knocking out instead of being that like annoying team member that's like, hey, 
I need that video or that audio, like give it to me. Like that's annoying. No one likes that from my end or their end. So how do I set them up for success truly? And that's how I do it is I'll batch it so you can go have a heyday with it later. <laughs> I, I absolutely appreciate that you mentioned in this. Okay. So now on your website, you have done in a day situation happening. And what you're saying is, are you ready to make six figures working only four days a month? Yes. Tell us more. <laughs> yes. How do I sign up? Where do I sign up? What is it? Tell me right. more. What's going on here? It sounds very clickbaity, but I have made six figures in my business every single year. The first, whatever, I guess two full years of me doing VIP days is that I would only work with clients four days a month and I would have three day work weeks. And that was really only because I like to work. Like I probably could have worked like two times a week if I really wanted to, but I spent time traveling. I spent time going to events. I spent time kicking it, doing puzzles, Netflix binging. And again, I think we get wrapped up in this world of like, we have to have million dollar businesses and we have to shoot for like the moon and the stars and all of that. And my first couple of, of years in business, I just was like, I just want to enjoy my, I was in my twenties. I'm like 27, 28. Like I just want to enjoy life and not feel like I have time to work. I have time to push. I know that I will be great. Like there's no rush. So I did work with clients four days a month and the rest of the month I got to decide what I wanted to do with. And it's something that I realized not everybody has, you know, the blessings to get to experience. And I always wondered why that was. And I then realized like just nobody knows about it. So then I was like, oh, like I probably should be helping people with this because this is a way of, of working and having a business that really does allow you to have that time back, that time freedom that a lot of entrepreneurs are looking for and like get into business for anyway. And again, I've seen it to be where, again, you're working four days a month with clients, but then on all of that off time, you get to build your course or in all of that off time, you get to build the program or again, spend time with your kiddos or travel when we can finally travel again. Like all of those things. And there's not many other business models that will allow you to do that. Like building an agency, absolutely not. Like courses and programs are expensive um, and time consuming. You got a lot of pages to build, a lot of copy to write, a lot of emails to write. You got to go buy a webinar software and cross your fingers that it works. Like there's a lot of things that go into those other types of business models. And so when you're a service provider or coach, and you're trying to make that transition to courses or programs, a lot of people take like six months before they even see any return on all the time that they've put toward that new venture because they're having to like find these nooks and crannies of time that they can start building on it. And it's like, dude, just instead of, you know, finding four clients to pay you $12,000 a month, why don't you just get four clients who pay for four days and make $12,000 a month, like, so that you have the actual time and money capital to go and be great in your business and other, you know, more passive ways or more leveraged ways in your business. So that's why I sing it from the rooftops because I think that there's really such an opportunity and it's growing. Like more and more people are wanting VIP days because they're wanting a quicker transformation. They're wanting to work with experts. And a lot of people are having employees on their teams. They don't need these like three month, like eight week long projects going on. Like people are moving fast. They want a quick transformation. Let's go. 
And so if you're like, well, it's going to take three months, then you're losing the sale. And so there are people who are willing to buy your time for a day in order to get a quicker transformation. I like to think of it like um, Disney World, where you can totally buy like the normal ticket. If anyone's gone to Disney World, I went every day or every day, every year um, for Christmas with my family. And you can buy the regular ticket, which is, you know, the normal price. And you wait two hours in line for this like five minute Peter Pan ride. No, that sounds like a nightmare. Thankfully, now we have iPads, right? But it's a long line for like a baby transformation. Then if you want to have the second ticket, which is I think Fast Pass, it actually is where you only wait 20 minutes in line for that same five minute transformation of a Peter Pan ride. The same, everybody gets on the same results, but somebody waits 20 minutes and someone waits two hours. Like I'm the person who will pay more to wait 20 minutes because I don't want to wait with everybody else and their crying children. So I know that in every industry, there's always a subset of people who want to pay you more for a quicker transformation. They don't want to wait. They don't want to sit around. They want it now. So why not have that available to them? And I find that most people are, are missing out on income that a lot of times is just waiting for them. Like someone's just probably waiting for you and your audience to be like, hey, I have this thing to you know build a website in a day or come up with your launch plan in a day or build a funnel in a day. And you just haven't offered it yet. So like, let's make these offers so that way you don't miss out on the income and the time freedom and your clients can get the transformation that they've been looking for. So I love that we're getting into it. So I guess for people who don't really understand what a VIP day is, it's basically your offer for a client, whatever they are, if they're a solopreneur with an online business, you can offer them to transform their business, be more efficient, implement systems in just one day. And one day is eight hours, 16 hours. What is one day? Yes. So it's definitely like a four-figure offering for about three to eight hours. And so I find that's kind of a sweet spot of VIP days. And it's within a 24-hour period. And I say that because we, I mean, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I know that I've experienced when I work with clients and I'm working long-term with them, they'll take a shower and all of a sudden want to change their entire launch plan, their entire program. You were gone for 10 minutes. Like, I don't even understand how this happened. And so if you allow for a gap in how you work with clients, because I'll have people be like, oh, I'll start on Monday and get done on Friday or something. That's a lot of days. That's a lot of showers where your clients could potentially come back and be like, I want to do this whole new thing. And then you have to be awkward and be like, well, we're going to finish it this way because this is what our original contract was about. And so then you're dealing with the same things that you were dealing with when you were doing monthly retainers, like scope creep and boundaries and all of that stuff. The great thing about VIP days is the boundaries are built in. Like, bro, you got three to eight hours. That's it. Like <laughs> we're not doing this whole back and forth thing you're anymore. You're like, I'm glad to do it over again. Another VIP right. day next month if you want. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. And so, but there is a difference between VIP days and like power hours or strategy sessions or audits or things like that, where it's less about like a pick your brain session or ask me anything. A VIP day is an actual transformation, a process, a framework that you're taking somebody through. And so do not call your VIP days, ask me anything, power hours, um, strategy sessions, because people will automatically price you down because of what 
they understand those sessions to be. And so people will always pay more for like a process or framework or transformation than they will just like you answering one-off questions, right? So that's one thing too, that if you're like intrigued by this and like wanting to get the the ball rolling, I always want to bring up like the mistake of naming because that a lot of times can affect your actual results of being able to sell your VIP days. So for you, you do VIP days on systems. So somebody comes to you and says, I am a consult coach on Mm -hmm. mindfulness and healthy eating. And I have a website and podcast, but like, what do I do, how I can monetize it? And then you'll help them to implement certain things or you help them to optimize things. What exactly do you offer in your package for the VIP day? I'm much more of an optimizer than like a blank slate person. So that's a lot of times why I don't work with solopreneurs is because they don't really have a process in place and then we got to like build it from scratch. I'm much better at, okay, there's like at least half of a process here that we can like do better with. And so I mainly work with like client management processes, whether that is again, like wedding planners or like one-on-one service providers, or you have like a coaching program or course that you need onboarding management and offboarding um, systems for. So my goal is always to automate between 60 to 70% of whatever work is happening for those offers. And it's pretty much able to happen. I've yet to, to not have it be hit as far as a percentage. Cause we go through and like what are all the tasks that you're doing right now from like your noggin that you're having to remember every single time? Yeah, let's not do that. Like I just spoke with a client I'm working with next month that she had a really great launch and it was like 2,500 people. And she manually sent every single one of them a link to her course platform. And I was like, this is nails on a chalkboard for me. Like this is just... She sent 2,500 emails. 2,500. Oh my God. Manually. So love her to death. We're going we're gonna to change that. But, you know, things like that where people just are, they have great success, they're doing things and, and whatnot, but like they just don't have the space or the mental energy to think about their systems and their processes in a strategic way that's going to allow them to get all that time back. Um, Because then what happens is if you don't actually put a system in place and really use a lot of the software you already are paying for, you're now hiring somebody to send manual, you know, links to people. And now you're totally wasting money because somebody does not want to or need to send manual, you know, course platform links or whatever the case may be. So yeah, those are the systems that I focus on mainly, even though I could do editorial, like my content batching stuff, I could do a bunch of other things, but I really enjoy client management systems. Um, and so those are the ones I focus on for my VIP days, but I do also have VIP weekends, which are two and a half days where we do kind of give a more holistic approach to client management, team management, and content management all in one weekend. Um, Those used to be in person. Um, I haven't been able to do those for a while, but those were really fun. And people saw a lot of value out of those because it's really valuable to have somebody from the complete outside look at your business in its entirety and be able to see the gaps. Because when you're in it, like you, some gaps, you know, but like some other things you're like, Oh, I didn't even know that was possible. And so it's really helpful to have that outside perspective. And, and again, if you're interested in being that outside perspective for people, people are looking for that. They want like fresh eyes on their stuff. So that way, again, they can get ahead and they can grow faster because they aren't having to deal with all of these like manual things. 
And so basically, the other thing is some people just don't know what resources exist out there because they don't have the time to Google and research all the new tools available, right? So maybe there's something that can help them, but they've never encountered it. So that's awesome. I I love that you're sharing this. So for example, if there's an entrepreneur, especially during COVID right now, a lot of people are starting their online businesses. Maybe somebody lost their job and they figured, you know what, I'll be a solopreneur or entrepreneur, do my own thing. What are some of the tools, resources that they have to implement? And I I know you don't start from scratch. (laughs) You want something to be there. But what would you recommend entrepreneurs to have so then they can come to you and upgrade it? Totally. So if you are starting like just a simple like coaching business, for example, honestly, all you need is acuity scheduling. That's my favorite scheduler. Um, It's a scheduler I've been using for my entire business. What's great about Acuity, A-C-U-I-T-Y, if you've never heard of it or seen it written, it is a calendar schedule like Calendly or some of the other ones, but it allows you to have people book sessions for you, whether it be one-off or it could be, again, like, you know, the same time for the rest of the month or different times throughout the month. And then also they pay for those sessions through Acuity. So they can't schedule. They literally cannot put a time on your calendar until they paid you. You can also um, have them checkbox terms and conditions, just like a contract. All of that can be done in Acuity for $15 a month. Like super easy. I know people who've made six figures off of literally running their entire business off of Acuity, um, which is really nice. So if you just are doing coaching business, um, I would really focus on Acuity for your client management and whatnot. Uh, some of my favorite like content tools would be like Later or um, SmarterQ. SmarterQ is $19 a month. What I actually did when I was by myself was I created like 90 days of Instagram content that was like my best content. And I just threw it in SmarterQ and just watched it go. Like I didn't touch it. I didn't change it because I wanted to look active, but I didn't want to have to actually (laughs) be posting it every time. So, and no one remembered like, oh, three months ago, Jordan posted that. Like nobody cares. Nobody's following you that closely. I found anyway. So that's what I did for like a straight like year and a half, two years. So you can do that through SmarterQ, $19 a month. So again, like for under 50 bucks, like you could have a ton of automation in your business from an admin and content side that then allows you to just show up for your clients and serve at your highest potential possible. So honestly, I would say like those two are the main ones for, and even if you are a service provider and you maybe need like proposals or just a little bit more intricate invoicing, I would say Dubsado is my favorite, D-U-B-S-A-D-O. And they are specifically like a client management process software. So it's really great because I've used them for a very long time. And when I um, get a VIP day client, I just put their name and email in and then they get automatically like sent the contract. Once they sign the contract, they automatically... For me, I take payment over the phone, but you could do it where it's like they automatically get the invoice, they pay the invoice, then they automatically get their intake questionnaire, and then it comes back to you, and then they automatically schedule their first call with you or whatever the case is. All of that can be automated where you are not touching it, you are not concerned about it, and Dubsado is doing all of that for you so that you're not having to sit there and be like, okay, let me type in my invoice, let me type in my contracts. Like, 2,500 times. Right. <laughs> that sounds awful. Yeah, exactly. 2,500. So again, if you like need something a little more intricate or proposals are a part of your process, um, Dubsado is an amazing, amazing proposal process um, that also can be automated, um, which is kind of fun. 
Okay. So first of all, thank you for the nuggets. This is amazing because I'm sure a lot of people will take a ton of value from this. Okay. So what do you see as an opportunity, maybe in your industry, maybe in general, 2021 coming up, what do you see? You're like, everybody's got to get on. I see a lot of big changes happening in who people are hiring and for what. I found that in a lot of the bigger group coaching programs that I am a part of or have been a part of in the past year or two, a lot of the conversations are moving toward hiring employees over contractors, um, which would be a big shift for our industry. And I'm really talking to more, if you're trying to target people um, at a premium price point for like high six, low seven figure businesses, those businesses are um, for their teams and stuff are focusing less on contractors and more on employees. And so what that means is that then they will hire more experts for helping either train their team or to give them advice or strategy or whatever the case may be. And so that's why VIP days literally are the best offer to have. And it's interesting because again, I I started my program in March of this year, right? With pandemic and stuff. And I was like, oh gosh, like I have no idea if VIP days are going to be things that people even want anymore. But it's actually been interesting because there's absolutely been an uptick in VIP days and people looking for them because again, with the uncertainty of the world, they don't want to have to wait for the transformation. They want it done now and they want to move on. So I would say with those two adjustments happening a lot in the industry, I would say that having a VIP day is like pretty crucial for you to sustain. So again, get in, get your feet wet, like start getting clients and then have an offer as a VIP day for those people who do want that quicker transformation, because otherwise, again, you're missing out on income. Um, and I know that's like slanted and biased toward me, but again, I'm having a lot of conversations and I'm just like, let me sound the alarm bells because I want people to be prepared for this. And I want you to be able to stand up and say, I'm an expert and be able to offer these VIP days um, and be ahead of the curve instead of you know, scrambling when there's, again, a bit of a tightening of people not paying for more highly priced or premium priced contractors and like service-based providers. Um, People are bringing their graphic design in-house. People are bringing their sales in-house. People are bringing their content managers in-house, like all of that, meaning employees. So unless you want to be an employee, and that's totally fine, I'm not judging. If you don't want to be, then you've got to switch up your offers and it's got to look different than the typical monthly retainers. But if you are servicing like new business owners or people maybe under 500K, then you won't probably won't be affected as much. Okay. So basically figure out your niche, figure out what you are yeah. good at, and then start selling that with the VIP days. Batch it yeah. together so people yeah. don't have time to think about what yeah. you offer. You just help them one day. Perfect. I love yeah. it. Okay. So if you could go back to your younger self, younger business person, yeah. what will you be recommendation? My recommendation would be that it's okay to pivot. Um, Cause I think people have this notion, like this idea that I start out with is the idea that I have to stick with forever. I had to learn that it's okay to pivot when things aren't aligned with what you want or what feels good to you. Um, and to not feel bad to make those changes. Cause I think again, people are told like you have to stick with something for X amount of time, but if it's like, I don't like it. And it's not serving me. I'm, 
then get rid of it. <laughs> so I would tell myself like, it's okay to pivot. I love how just like genuine, but also reasonable you are. You're like, why are you doing this? What is wrong with you? Why are you typing 2,500 emails? Why? Coming right back to that. Why? (laughs) I like it. Okay. So books, resources, podcasts that you would recommend for others who want to learn, obviously, about what you do, about systems, how to improve their business and anything else. A really good book if you are wanting to connect with more people is called Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. It was a book that I read coming right out of college and it just really helped me understand the power of people um, and networking and connecting with people in a genuine way. And I find that people overlook that because they want the shiny objects of like Facebook ads or whatever else the magic is these days. Um, And I'm like, dude, relationships are where it's at. So I would say that's a really good book to read. I also would say podcast-wise, I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, but a few that I really enjoy are Story Brand by Donald Miller. I would say Smart Passive Income by Pat Flynn. Um, if you like like a keep it real kind of person, um, Jerisha Hawk, she's a biz bestie of mine, but I do actually listen to her podcast. And I would listen to it even if she wasn't a friend of mine. And so uh, Jerisha Said is her podcast. And so those are a few things that can get you started and, and mulling over just like business in general and again, relationships oriented type content. Cause that's really what I preach. Um, I don't think that you need to have just like the shiny object syndrome of marketing. I think really it comes down to relationships and you can go pretty far with that. Do you have a tip for people who are obviously in this pandemic and it's all digital? How do you make relationship in this new era of Zoom yeah. and Facebook Live and Instagram? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm a big DMer. Like I love DMing people. I love connecting. So I feel like it's less odd now to just get random DMs um, because we all are stuck in our houses and we all need to talk to people. So what are we going to do? So honestly, just starting up DM conversations. If you, again, are in like Facebook groups or programs and you want to connect with those people, like reach out and say, Hey, I see that we're both in X group. Like I would love to have a coffee chat with you or, Oh, like let's voice memo back and forth about like what's going on in the group or can we be accountability buddies? Like whatever the case is. And again, we think that people are mean. We think that people don't want to talk to us, all of that. That's not true. Like that's so not true. People are so friendly and lovely. At least what I've found, even when I like had like two Instagram followers, like people were still super nice, super like willing to chat. And so, yeah, don't, don't be afraid to reach out through DMs, I would say. Oh, amazing advice. How long did it take you to grow from two followers to the <laughs> close to 20,000 followers, whatever yeah. you're at right now? Yeah, I think I'm like around 15, 16. But yeah, it took me, I was stuck at 7,500 followers for like a solid year and a half. That was kind of the year that like, I again, had things on like autopilot, but having my content manager was the biggest shift because having consistent content that was on par with what we should be talking about was like the biggest change for me. And again, like encouraging people to DM me, like again, when nobody was caring to DM me, I still was like, DM me, let's have a conversation, like answer my polls. And like two people would say something like it was consistent. And now I have like tons of DMs, people are answering my polls all over the place. And that's because it's kind of a fake it till you make it. Like just what do you want from your people? And the more you ask, the more comfortable they'll get with doing what it is that you're saying. And it's consistency and obviously having the right people on the bus to make yeah. sure that if you yeah. are not into it, they're picking up the slack and 
get in the hashtags, get in the copy. Love it. Okay. Every guest that comes on the show, we ask the following. A millennial is, a millennial should be, and a millennial is not. I love this question. (laughs) A Uh, millennial is. Millennial is, well, someone who was born like mid 80s to like early 90s-ish, I think. My sister's on the cusp. She's 94. Um, So the technical is those years. But also what a millennial is, is someone who's very innovative and who's very much not interested in status quo. I think that a lot of millennial friends that I have are just like, if this isn't working, like I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Um, and I love the attitude. Millennials are not um, out here, you know, first off, we're all out of college and somehow like everybody still thinks we're in college. Like, I don't know why that is, but millennials are not in college unless they're in their postgraduate degrees, but we're also not selfish. We just are willing to stand for what we believe in. Um, that's what I, what I really see it as. And millennials should be, should be in leadership positions because we are not going to allow for this is how it is or this is how it's always been. We're not going to allow for that. And so if you want to stay in the know, then it's important that, that millennials are, should be in leadership. I absolutely enjoy those answers. They're, they're amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. The other thing that I found on your website, other than a bunch of courses and resources and just a lot of value, yeah. you have an amazing under $100 list, which is yeah. awesome for any kind of, I guess, birthdays, presents. And just if you want to pick up some really good information, I'll definitely check some of those people out. Like yeah. Just good value. And then you're helping small businesses, online businesses. Yep. Yep. And, um, that's just like in my Instagram bio. So if you want to go, um, check those out, there's two of them. There's, um, just a regular one. And then there's a black edition, um, which we did around like black lives matter. Um, cause that's super important to us. And so, yeah, it's, again, you don't have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in things. Um, there's absolutely wins that you can get for under a hundred. So that's how we made those lists. Yay. Okay. So anything I haven't asked or you want to share that we haven't talked about? I would say if you're, again, obviously a podcast listener, then I have a podcast called System Saved Me. And then if you want um, to hear or see all of the Instagram content that we're posting uh, about uh, systems, about VIP days, all of that fun stuff, then go to at System Saved Me. Those are really the two places that I share for most people. But also we have our website, systemsaved.com, that will have a rebrand potentially by the time that this episode comes out. uh, So you can see all of our fun, shiny, bright colors that are going on. <laughs> what color? What what kind of colors are going to be? Are you uh, well, the inspiration is the French Riviera, so it's um, oh. there's some pretty fun colors in there, like blues and yellows and pinks. Yeah. It's gonna look beautiful. <laughs> it's gonna look like a vacation that everybody is wanting to have. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jordan. You've been amazing. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. 